0: Hello, and welcome to the Once Again podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we'll be looking at the 1993 film, The Nightmare Before Christmas. This is the second episode in our spooky series celebrating the Halloween films owned by Disney. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of each scene, but rather giving our impressions of the overall film and the songs from the film. We'll also be giving a score to the film and ranking the songs so grab some candy sit back and enjoy this episode the nightmare before christmas also known as tim burton's the nightmare before christmas is a 1993 american stop motion animated musical dark fantasy halloween christmas themed film that was a lot to get out (laughs) it was directed by henry selick in his feature directorial debut and produced and conceived by Tim Burton. It tells the story of Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, who stumbles upon Christmas Town and becomes obsessed with celebrating the holiday. The Nightmare Before Christmas originated in a poem written by Burton in 1982 while he was working as an animator at Walt Disney Productions. Over the years, Burton's thoughts regularly returned to the project and in 1990, he made a development deal with Walt Disney Studios. Production started in July of 1991 in San Francisco. Disney initially released the film through Touchstone Pictures because the studio believed the film would be too dark and scary for kids. The film met with both critical and financial success, earning praise for its animation, particularly the innovation of stop-motion art form, characters songs and score it has grossed 91.5 million worldwide since its initial release and garnered a cult following it was nominated for the academy awards for best visual effects a first for an animated film the film has since been reissued by walt disney pictures and was re-released annually in disney digital 3d from 2006 until 2009 making it the first stop-motion animated feature to be entirely converted to 3D. As previously mentioned, it was directed by Henry Selick. The screenplay was by Caroline Thompson. There was an adaptation by Michael McDowell. The story is by Tim Burton, based on a poem by Tim Burton. It was produced by Tim Burton and Denise DeNovi. The film stars Danny Elfman as Jack Skellington's singing voice. Chris. Sarandon as Jack Skellington's talking voice, Catherine O'Hara as Sally, William Hickey as Evil Scientist, Glenn Sadix as the mayor, Paul Rubens as Locke, Ken Page as Oogie Boogie, and Ed Ivory as Santa. The cinematography was by Pete Korsik, It was edited by Stan Webb, and the music is by Danny Elfman, with animation by Joel Fletcher, Owen Klatt, Angie Glocka, and Justin Kahn. And I named all those names because a lot of work went into this movie. Stop motion animation is really tough to do. So I wanted to give them the credit they deserve. The film was released on October 29th, 1993. It originally had a budget of 24 million or in today's money, 45.3 million. And the box office earnings were 91.5 million or $172.8 today. Moving on to the plot. Halloween Town is a fantasy world filled with various monsters and supernatural beings associated with the holiday. Jack Skellington, respected by the citizens as the Pumpkin King, leads them in organizing the annual Halloween celebrations. So my first note here, the song This is Halloween, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I knew the song, or at least the chorus for the song without ever seeing the film before, and I said it's iconic.
1: I could agree with that. it's definitely not my favorite song of this film, but I also like the more depressing songs, so spoilers. <laughs> uh, I do want to say for this uh scene and just in general, the kind of aesthetics we're getting into this for this film, it really bothered me how blurry everything seemed, especially mm. in these darker sections of the film, like you don't. Notice the stop motion blur as much in like the Christmas Town sections where things are brighter and white and not so dark. This entire film felt blurry to me and hmm. was very annoying to me once I noticed it. Like no. I couldn't unsee the blur and it ruined my enjoyment of this movie.
0: <laughs> I didn't pick up on that, but I, I, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, maybe I've cut it out by this point. I'm not sure because I haven't edited the episode but I'm not a big Tim Burton fan. So my note here is that I don't, in like, although I don't enjoy the aesthetic of the film, I can appreciate all the effort that went into it. You know, like that for, I, I wouldn't notice the blur, I don't think, unless I was watching it now after hearing you say that, just because the Tim burton of it turns me off.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. And, you know, for the listening audience here, Jason's never watched this movie before, so yes. I've seen this a few times, and I've always liked it, but I feel like I did not like it as much this time around while I was watching it more for the purposes of talking about it.
0: Yeah, I, as Ashley mentioned, I've never seen it. Uh, I avoided this movie uh, purposely sometimes because it, it it would it's on during Halloween time. But I, like I said, I'm just not a big Tim Burton fan. And in case I cut it out of the previous episode where I mentioned that I do enjoy his Batman movies and I enjoy, uh, big fish, but aside from that, not really a Tim Burton fan. I also wrote a note here just because it was as the character appeared. Oh, the mayor is a two-faced politician. I get it. Ha ha. (laughs) "Ah." How clever. Um, so moving right along. Jack has grown weary of the same annual routine and wants something new. Wandering into the woods the next morning, he encounters six trees containing doors leading to other holiday-themed towns and enters the one for Christmas town. And I have a note here. Uh, the song Jack's Lament, it was fine. It expresses the character's feelings, but it was nothing special for me. Four out of ten.
1: Yeah. Uh... I could, I would go with four or five out of 10. It's not, it's definitely, this isn't one of my favorite songs either, but Hmm. I think this also gives us the first iconic scene with the hill and the moon in the background, which is something that's on a lot of merch for Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Yeah, even um, in the Kingdom Hearts video games, which I played, Halloween Town is one of the worlds that you go to and the hill is in there. The uh, tub that walks on its own isn't, like everything's in there. Um, but I, I specifically remember that, that hill that moves as Jack's walking down it. I also have a note here saying the other trees I saw were Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Thanksgiving, Easter, and Christmas. Yep. I, uh, I just...
1: My whole thing about this scene is uh, they didn't know these trees were here before.
0: No. Jack, <laughs> uh, Jack's the first person to wander out into these woods, I guess. Um, it does seem like he's walking a long time at the beginning of the movie so I mean the
1: other characters couldn't find him so I assume he walked way too far
0: yeah I just think it's interesting that St. Patrick's Day was held up as high you know maybe it's because it's a you know visually distinctive you see the four leaf clover you know what it's for but even though I'm half Irish St. Patrick's Day has never really been that big of a holiday for me and it's Ironically, a much bigger holiday here in America than it is in Ireland. Like it's a nothing holiday in Ireland.
1: Like you said, I think it's just because it had a very distinct icon that they could put on a tree.
0: Mm. And then I also have here the song, What's This? Again, another famous song I knew without ever having seen the film. And I would actually put this one on my playlist. I gave it a 7 out of ten.
1: Six out of 10. The song bores me sometimes, (sighs) but I do love it.
0: It's, It's kind of the let it go from this movie.
1: Yeah, it's not that it's bad. Uh, I like all the renditions that are done by rock bands that exist for, Mm. like, alternative versions, but uh, the original is, eh, I I don't really care. Mm. Go listen to the Panic! at the Disco version, then get back to me. And the Fall Out Boy, there's a Fall Out Boy version, so come back to me. (laughs)
0: Uh, I also have a note here that I'm giving the movie some bonus points for having the vampires use umbrellas during the day. I liked that, and it made me laugh, so... (laughs) Odd by the unfamiliar holiday, Jack returns to Halloween Town to show the residents his findings. But unaware of the idea of Christmas, they compare everything to their ideas of Halloween. However, they do relate to one Christmas Town character, its ruler, Santa Claus, or Sandy Claus, as Jack mistakenly calls him. Jack sequesters himself in his tower to study Christmas further and to find a way to rationally explain it, but ultimately decides that Christmas Town deserves a break and announces that Halloween Town will take over Christmas this year. So I have two songs written for this part. The first song is Town Meeting Song, fine and funny parts, five out of 10. And then the song Jack's Obsession, again, fine, but not fantastic, four out of 10. Uh,
1: There's something about the Town Town Meeting Song that I just don't like, and I don't know what it is, but three out of 10, do not like it. I just don't enjoy it however I'm on the exact opposite spectrum with Jack's obsession that is one of my favorite songs I like that he's trying to figure out Christmas and I love him just experimenting with like Christmas light bulbs it's funny to me so like seven out of ten I love that song Mm -hmm. Uh, but I will say I just love that the whole town is absolutely losing their minds that Jack is missing We only have a whole year till Halloween. What have you do? Jack, you've been missing like 12 hours. What are we going to
0: do? You know, it's interesting too, uh, when he comes back, like the mayor says like, I'm an elected official. I can't do anything. Uh, Like, I guess because Jack is the pumpkin king, he's actually in charge of the town. Like he does tell everyone what to do. So even though they have a mayor, Jack runs the town. And then I have written here, speaking of that. Jack assigns the citizens of Halloween Town Christmas-themed jobs, including singing carols, making presents, and building a sleigh pulled by skeletal reindeer.
1: What could go wrong with any of this?
0: Nothing. So <laughs> uh, it's all going to work out perfectly. So Sally, a beautiful ragdoll woman who secretly loves Jack, experiences a vision that their efforts will end disastrously, but Jack dismisses this tasking mischievous trick-or-treating trio, lock, shock, and barrel, abduct Santa and bring him to Halloween town. And I have here the song Kidnap Sandy Claus," Mostly Bored Me, and I gave it a two out of 10.
1: I think it's got a good jingle. Three out of 10. I do like that we first kind of hear about Oogie Boogie here too. Like, mm. Also uh, because you don't have this noted later, but they do mess up and not grab santa the first time they go to grab they grab the easter bunny
0: yeah you're right <laughs> who's terrified to be there
1: who's terrified can't talk and it's just like what's going on and poor little mr bunny mm-hmm. and then Jax is like A, bring him back wherever you found him
0: i also have the song here making christmas uh, it's all right. I enjoyed the contrast in the scenes showing the happy and pleasant world of Christmastown with the disturbing world of Halloween Town. But the song itself is just a three out of 10 for me.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Later on, Jack tells Santa he will be handling Christmas in his place this year and orders the trio to keep Santa safe. But against his wishes, they instead deliver Santa to Oogie Boogie, a gambling boogeyman who plots to play a game with Santa's life at stake. Sally attempts to rescue Santa so he can save Jack from his potential fate, but Oogie captures her as well. And I have here the song Oogie Boogie Song. Felt like a traditional Disney villain song. I enjoyed it and would put it on a Disney playlist, though it is not a go-to song for me. I give it a seven out of 10.
1: I could agree with that. Uh, I do love the... I do love and also not love the coloring of Oogie Boogie's lair like it's very black light neon heavy and again comes off very blurry in mm. sections because of it being stop motion so it's a little annoying to me watching it.
0: I wonder if the blurb was done purposely to like try and maybe cover up some of the stop motion anime I, I don't know. Maybe,
1: yeah. I'm sure it has something to do with the stop motion, which is why I keep mentioning it, because there's no other reason why that blur would exist. But it's definitely aggravating.
0: So I have here Jack departs to deliver his presence in the real world, but they instead frighten the populace. When word spreads about Jack's wrongdoings, he is shot down by the military, causing him to crash into a cemetery. And the song here is Sally's Song. And I wrote that it's the most quote-unquote general song. It doesn't directly apply to the movie. It could be used in a different movie. It was fine and short, 6 out of 10.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm. It's nothing special.
0: And I also wrote that during the montage of Jack giving out the presents, there's a Batman Returns reference, which is another film directed by Tim Burton. Two of the toys were a cat and a penguin that look exactly like images from Batman Returns. Also, Danny Elfman played a very similar scene in this scene to that one, like the music from it. And that one, is, that Batman Returns, is also kind of a Christmas movie. So bonus yeah. points.
1: <laughs> also, can we talk about the fact that literally the military had to step in and be like, we are shooting this fake Santa out of the sky. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, you know.
1: The violence.
0: While the saddened residents of Halloween Town think Jack is dead, He actually survived. And while he bemoans the disaster he has made of Christmas, he finds he enjoyed the experience nonetheless, reigniting his love for Halloween, but soon realizes he must act to fix his mess. And here, I'm assuming you're gonna give this song a high rating, the song Poor Jack. And I actually felt bad for Jack during this song, but it's not making my playlist, but it's a solid six out of 10.
1: This is my favorite song. I won't pretend that it's not good when you're uh, depressed. Yeah. It's a good song to play.
0: <laughs> you know, not
1: that it, that makes it a good reason to play it, but it is a good song for uh, if you need some uh, sad music.
0: Well, that's, I actually really, really enjoyed the beginning of it. And it would, I probably would have given it a higher rating, but it kind of crescendos and gets bigger. And that's where it kind of lost me. If it had been more like the okay. beginning of
1: of course it does. Jack is the most extra person in existence. It has to get all crescendo and bigger because he is a big personality.
0: It's a shame Tim Burton is uh, American and not British because then Jack Skellington could be the most fab uh, fabulous English character. If you're wondering what we're talking about, check out a previous episode. Jack returns to Halloween Town and infiltrates Oogie's lair, confronting and defeating him by ripping apart a thread holding his cloth, his cloth form together, causing the bugs inside him to spill out, reducing him to nothing. Jack apologizes to Santa for his actions. Despite still being furious at Jack for the chaos he caused and for ignoring Sally's forewarning, Santa forgives him, remaining certain that he can fix things and depart. So I have two notes here. First, how did Jack know to head to Oogie Boogie's when he returned to Halloween Town? I guess it's because the plot needed him to.
1: You know, I assume he just knew those kids didn't listen to him, which brings me back to a question I forgot to ask. Do you think they actually brought back the Easter Bunny? Is Easter ruined forever? Oh. Because I don't think they brought back the Easter Bunny either. Yeah, Easter Bunny. <laughs> I hadn't
0: considered that. We'll have to get a sequel and find out at some point. But yeah, What happened um,
1: to Easter Bunny? <laughs>
0: yeah, I also wrote here that Jack straight up murdered Oogie Boogie. Like it wasn't one of those accidental Disney deaths where, like, you know, his string accidentally gets tied in the claw and pulls him apart. Or no, yeah. he just—he's just like, nope, you're you're done. Like, I'm I'm done with you.
1: To be fair, Oogie Boogie is kind of built as much more like sinister compared to most Disney villains, if you think about it. Like, he's literally would just kill Santa. So. Yeah.
0: And my f- uh, final thing here is. As Santa replaces Jack's presents with genuine ones, the townspeople of Halloween Town celebrate Jack's survival and return. Santa then shows his forgiveness to Jack by bringing a snowfall to Halloween Town, which somewhat fulfills Jack's original dream and causes the Halloween Town residents to finally realize what Christmas is really about. Afterwards, Jack and Sally declare their love for each other. And I have here the song is called uh, Finale Slash reprise and it's a blending of this is halloween and what's this fine very short and i give it a five out of ten
1: yeah i would agree with that you also get the little bit of lyrics of jack and sally professing Mm -hmm. that love is also in song it's it's cute like five out of ten though before we get into much of the end of what we're going to talk about i do have one thing because it wasn't in the disney plus version Uh, There is a bit of an end narration that exists. In case you're wondering, there's a beginning narration and an ending narration. It's Santa narrating. It's not obvious. It's Santa. And in the end, he actually says he goes to visit Jack at a later point, like to go visit Halloween Town. And he's there and him and Sally have their little skeleton children playing around. So they did get married and did have children in this little end narration. And, you know, he talks to Jack, like, hey, like, knowing what you know now, what you knew then, like, knowing what you know now, what you knew then, like, would you do this again? And Jack, like, quips, like, well, of course, wouldn't you? Mm. So Jack has learned nothing is what we learned it's from the end narration that we don't hear.
0: Yeah, that's interesting that that's cut from the Disney Plus version. I wonder Why?
1: I just know, like when you see the end credits score and the closing, closing, closing is Patrick Stewart. That is what the closing in the list is. Is that little end narration?
0: Okay, all right. I I was wondering why because I have the list of songs here and who sang them and everything. I was I was like I didn't hear Patrick Stewart's voice, but it does have him listed as opening and closing. So yes, he
1: that. gives the and the narration, but both narrations actually are Santa. In fact. Hmm. kind of give me right. a little bit of a context.
0: All right. Very well. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to rewatch it again at some point when when uh, I can find the narration in it. And so I'm moving into my overall score. I was surprised how much more of a Christmas movie this is rather than a Halloween. The people I know who love this movie are much more into Halloween than Christmas. For me, it was okay. I didn't enjoy the Tim burton of the film, and most of the songs were just average, but there were a few songs I very much enjoyed, and I can appreciate all the effort that went into making this movie, so I'll give it a five out of 10. Didn't love it, didn't hate it. It's not for me, but if other people wanted to watch it, I wouldn't have a problem with that.
1: Yeah, I I definitely remember liking this movie a lot more as a kid, and I think as an adult, you know, the blaring thing bothers me. The songs I love, but the songs I can... Take without having to watch the movie. So Mm. I I don't know when I'd ever watch this again, unless somebody put it on and was like, We're watching this. Like, I don't think I'd choose to watch this again, but I would give it a five out of 10 as well.
0: All right. This has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to either our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at onceagainpod. We also have an Instagram account, onceagainpod. We'll be posting questions and possibly doing some live Q&As on there. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash Pod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.